Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Shime, we are rolling another hell of a week for the uh, Winners Club boys. Oh, no! However, the World Series, this World Series run by the Red Sox, not quite there yet. The ALCS is not yet over. Keeping us from our, our mud at night, Friday night uh, sympathy hits. Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll, get, we'll get there in a couple weeks. But, Shime, tell us how did we do as a, a group last week? Uh, last week we went 9-8. and eight. Ooh. Or, I'm sorry. Five and four. That's, I don't yeah, know why I said nine and eight. Nine and eight. That's statistically not possible. No, that's. I'm thinking of something else. Uh, we went five and four. Five and four. All right. Five and four. So, Winning record. That's what matters. So you and I went head to head on two picks, we and split. we split yep. those picks. Good job. So Good let's job start with the Patriots because the Patriots hung in there till the end with the Cowboys. I was licking my chops, especially. Okay, I hate way too many people blew their load way too fast on this. Halfway through the first quarter, I'm getting all these texts from and like tweets from people being like, "Oh my God, John called it." I'm like, guys, it is the first quarter. Yeah. Like, Hold your horses. like, notice how you didn't hear from me during that. You I'm didn't like, start taking I'm like, vic- yeah. No premature victory last yeah, you can't. You can't start being like, see, I was right when it's the <laughs> middle of the first quarter. Like, you can't, like, you got no, Lucy, you got Tyler, works. Lou Merloni texted the MF group text. Uh, big big week for Lou texting things to the MF group text. We just talked about Aggression Keith, how he texted them saying that, like, he didn't realize how big Mr. Brightside was. He Massive also texted them on, on Sunday saying, John Anderson, young football genius. Lou, oh, it's the middle of the first quarter. Relax. I, don't give people props until the end of it. I will have to say, though, based on a, uh, a, a two back-to-back plays that uh, in which the ball went towards Trayvon Diggs, I think I was kind of right if you actually like read what I was saying. So, so I think you were right in that the Dallas Cowboys defense is only good or is really is only considered really good because of the turnovers and a lot of those turnovers have been luck but as right. a defense you just need luck in football sometimes and that's kind of yes. the way things and, work and, out like Trayvon Diggs's pick six was kind of a lucky play yeah Mac Jones threw it a little ahead of Kendrick Bourne Kendrick right Bourne also hands. may have like fallen yeah like it, as he, he that was a weird one like, I don't know how PFF grades that one because I'm like watching either. it I'm like how do you is this a bad pass? Did the receiver fall and he was there? Like, because Trayvon like, Diggs was in a good spot to make the tackle, right? But like, not defend the pass. And then he was in a great spot for Kendrick Bourne to tip it as he fell and to just scoop it out of the air and yeah, sprint so, to the end zone. And that, like, that's what I was talking about when I like what, in the thing I wrote last week that made me enemy of the state in uh, in Dallas. Probably, uh, probably the worst thing that uh, the Dallas area has ever done to someone named John in the history of the world. Actually, yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> We'll, we'll, we'll edit that in post. Is that over the line? Is the JFK assassinate has enough time passed I that we're okay to make jokes moving. about it? Um, anyway, so like I pointed out in that article, like 
okay, the 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 interception, one of the plays against DJ Moore, like great jump on the ball, or was the the Devonte Smith out route where Devonte Smith uh, yep. fell? Great jump on the ball, probably breaks up the pass. That's great. That means you're a good corner. But he got the interception, the interception itself Smith is fell. fluky, and I think that's the same situation that just happened. Yes. Like, yes, he made a great jump on the ball. He might have broken up the pass. That he was in perfect position. But never the once interception did you say- and the pick six itself. Like that, like there is a luck factor to that, yeah, and that's and not I, going to be there for 17 games. People overreacted to the title, par for the course. It just well, kind of happens. Well, we need people to click on it because that's yeah, how they measure exactly. things around here. Not so, my fault. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, but like you know, you even understand that yes, this Dallas defense is pretty good. Like they're probably somewhere in that nine to twelve, nine to fifteen range because of the fact they get a lot of turnovers. Now turnovers tend to be a very fluky stat. They are a big determiner, a uh, determination factor on like teams winning games but at the same time they're also very fluky they're not a sticky stat they do not consistently happen season over season that's why you saw last season this Dallas defense didn't turn the ball over like this this season they are they're getting a little bit more pressure and they're they're getting better cornerback play so it's just sometimes turnovers is a very fluky stat it doesn't go season to season but sometimes you need in football you need a little luck to go your way. Right. You need the ball to bounce in your direction once or twice, and that's okay. It's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. And what, 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 one of the weird things about this game too, I feel like you could make the case that either team should have blown the other team out. Like just oh, yeah. looking at some stuff that happened in the game, like with the Randy Gregory hit, with how well the Patriots defense relatively played. I know Dak threw for so many yards, yeah. but you can't tell me the Patriots defense didn't have a good game. They played decent. I, they, I don't were, think they, played they were great, gassed but I think, yeah. at the end. Oh, yeah. Because, they were gassed. Well, because Dallas had the ball for like 30 yeah. minutes. There were some pass rushes where Matt Judon just like stood up and didn't even try to rush. He's yeah. like, he's like, coach, like, I need a breather on this it. one. I'm Chase Winovich was injured too, so I don't even think yeah. they could really swap him in. So it was just, it was, it was a weird game. Yeah. Right off the rip. McCarthy goes for it on fourth down from his own like twenty five. Like, what are you doing, you boob? Right. Stop it. So uh, it's it was it was a weird game from the get go, uh, and and I think that's just kind of how it was destined to finish. Too. Yeah. So it, it looked like there was a chance for Gresh and I to both cover. Gresha also was on the Cowboys in this game. It was a, thank God it got to three and a half or on the Patriots. Sorry, uh, going into overtime. But obviously the big play changes that. So Cowboys come away 35-29. Shime takes the head to head with me there. The other one where I come away with the win is, yeah, and this is, I'm not going to say I predicted this or no, anything. No, this is like, a bit shocking. This, is not, this was not my expectation for this game, but there is a roadmap for this to have happened, I suppose, and that's Chargers 6, Ravens 34. Uh, I was on Ravens uh, minus 2.5. This game was in Baltimore. And the two major, two aspects I highlighted last week was uh, Odeyabushi goes down the right guard, so they're down to like, all backup linemen except for Rayshon Slater and Corey Lindsley. Slater played great in week one. He still played fine. He's still good for a rookie and everything. But against a team like the Ravens, I'm not saying they've had the best defense like of the Harbaugh era. Calais Campbell's taken over games at times. But they can take advantage of a bad O-line, and they're still always going to do that. And then on the other side, you have the Chargers run defense, which just could not stop the corpses of Devontae Freeman, Latavius Murray. He's not quite corpse status yet, no, but, but Freeman and Le'Veon Bell, Bell. Like, what are we doing? Le'Veon Bell's touchdown run. The, the, I, I had to get my calendar out and start crossing were, the days off. You thought you were watching it in time. half speed. Yeah, I was like, what? Are we, I was like, how? Like, what is this? Like, they always said he was a patient runner, but then he comes, he is not. And then he starts, like, reaching out, going back to the end zone. That's like the Le'Veon Bell equivalent of when the cornerback gets burned and they overthrow him, the, the receiver, then he starts celebrating. It's So this game was really weird. And I think what happened is is you saw that the – in my head, I knew going into it that this, ran, or this Chargers defense 
was not great against the run and that the Ravens could run on it. But at the same time, the Ravens are very banged up. I felt like, okay, you all you have to do is really contain Russell or uh, Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson. I don't think Latavius Murray is going to do a ton. I was a little wrong. And it was it, you, they just ran all over you. And I think but I think the bigger issue here is that um, even knowing that going into this game, I knew I was like, doesn't matter. The Chargers offense is going to keep pace. Regardless, they're going to keep this game close. That didn't happen. That was the biggest thing is they weren't converting on third downs. They weren't getting enough yardage early on first down either. And then Brandon Staley, he stayed true to himself. He went, he st- he was going for it on fourth down. He's been doing it all year. He put his nuts on the table this time. And you know what? They cho- The Ravens took him. The Ravens chopped him off and took him for his nuts because they just they did not let them convert at all. Justin Herbert couldn't do anything. This is the wor- easily one of the worst games I've seen him play personally all season. Mike Williams got banged up. Keenan Allen had a catch that was probably a big catch, but was ruled not a catch. It was just but the Chargers' offense just looked bad all the way around. That's what lost in this game, and the Ravens blew him out, and rightly so. And I think in that regard, I think we may be un- we may have underrated the Ravens a little bit with all their injuries. For sure. Like I had them in the Super Bowl before the season. Then they got all these injuries, and I kind of backed off of that a little bit. But like, I think I, I might have had them as like a wild card team. But yeah. like, I was heavy on Cleveland. I mean, Keith like had there. them out of the playoffs because you know you know what the, well the difference is is that nobody expected Lamar to progress as a passer this year as much as he did. Well, because we all saw, a lot of us saw it coming, right? We saw Lamar being a good passer in mm-hmm. previous seasons, but a lot of people, <clears throat> Andy Grush, <clears throat> think Bill Lamar Pauline. Jackson can't throw from the pocket, even though. His MVP season, he led the league in pocket pass touchdowns. Yeah. Like, this guy is good. And then you see him out against the Colts. People are still denying it. Then you see him beat this Chargers team. It's like, well, I think people, I think those people who have been denying it all along are finally starting to come around a little bit. Um, but I still think there's still a lot of Lamar Jackson deniers out there, even though he's the youngest player ever to 35 wins right they're never those people just aren't going to because now the next step's going to be like oh but when he gets the contract and the team isn't as good around him will, will he be able to carry them well he's doing it right now just because he isn't on a big contract doesn't like, look mean- at this team this team looks like a team where the quarterback has a massive contract and you're filling it with joe schmoes yeah because everybody's injured like the kansas city chiefs right now and you want to know what they're doing they're five and and they don't even have Marcus. Uh, they don't even have Marcus Peters. He's injured. He's out for the year. You only the only corner you have right now is Marlon Humphrey, Anthony Averett, or whatever the hell his name is, is actually making plays. He puts some That's, respect on his name. Yeah, apparently his family listens to the show. Okay, so. sorry, my bad. Uh, so Sean and I split the week head-to-head series. I was on the Packers uh, minus five and a half. I hit there. Uh, Mutt, I believe. Oh, so you were on the Cardinals was your other pick, Yeah, that was, a big, that was a big Big one. Did you? Did you? Now, I know you made the pick on the podcast before all that stuff happened on uh, Friday night, but over the weekend, did you waver on that pick at all? No, I didn't, even a little bit. Because it, in my head, I, I had confidence in Kyler Murray and his ability and this offense's ability. I felt like the defense is very good. I know that Chandler Jones is out. Cliff Kingsbury is out. The offensive coordinator is out. I get it. But I just thought I didn't waver on the Cliff Kingsbury thing because I thought back to when Kevin Stefanski didn't play. And the Browns played quite possibly the best game they had played all year last year without him. Right. And I thought, I'm not too worried about Cliff Kingsbury not calling the plays because I trust Kyler Murray, who knows this offense at this point, who's been in it now for two years. Uh, And so, uh, and I didn't waver. I actually bet on them more, to be honest with you, because that line actually, I got a half a point. By Sunday, that was two plus three and a half. Uh, So I, 
I was more even more confident in the Cardinals. Uh, and the, the whole reason I was positive on the weekend is because of Dallas, the Cardinals, and the Raiders, which I didn't even pick on this podcast, but thankfully I bet. Yeah, so the, the Browns have the Broncos next week and then the Steelers. It looks like Baker's hurt. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are already out for this Thursday. Like that is things are falling apart fast there. I almost I almost think that they should, they need to just go to Case Keenum and just if they, they need have a to, bye week if so they, badly. If they have to dress it up as like Baker's injured or what, which he obviously is, like isn't that why you pay Case Keenum three years, eighteen million yes. for this situation? Yeah, like they should be. Baker, this is the perfect week. They should you're be going playing, to him. You're playing the Broncos. This is going to be a slow slug it out game. Get Keenum in there. Just don't turn the football over. Try and win in the trenches. And get the W, and if you can win on Thursday night, then you get ten days off before you play again. And on the Cardinals side, look look for the the rapid ascension. And I know it was like a it was a brain trust of like Kyler Murray, Colt McCoy, uh, the son of the head coach of UMass football when I was there. He's no longer the coach there, but he was also the QB's coach for Ben Roethlisberger his rookie season and got credited with developing. Mark Whipple, his son Spencer Whipple, the assistant wide receivers coach for the Arizona Cardinals, was was part of that uh, that brain trust uh, for, for, Ari- for Arizona and like forming it. the game plan and calling plays and everything. Shout out so, to Spencer Whipple. Yeah, so he's going to be he he's going to be assistant wide receivers coach. I mean. I, I don't think he's going to go from there to OC, but he can go from there to QB's coach next Passing year. Passing game coordinator. Especially if McDaniels leaves New England and Mick Lombardi becomes the OC, bring him here. Bring him here. Bring him home. Sure. Bring the Whipples home. I don't even know if they're from here. His father coached in the state at one point. So, uh, Mutt was on the the my, uh, the London game, uh, I believe, earlier, early on Sunday. Correct? Uh, no, he was not. Oh, he wasn't. Mutt, was that you? Mutt hit. No, neither of us were. No one did that. None of us was. Uh, Mutt okay. was on Cincinnati I minus three and Mutt. a half at Detroit. Got that W. Cincinnati dominated the Lions. Cincinnati also. Really, pretty kind of good under the radar. I'm mad, here. I'm mad that Jamar Chase is good because he is the only competition for Mac Jones, offensive rookie of the year right now. And he's, I, th- I think Jamar Chase has the lead too. Right now, he has the lead because the Patriots are two and four. Yes, Patriots the, start stringing a few Bengals together. Might make the playoffs. Yeah, if uh, they both make the playoffs, I, I still think Mac wins. Yeah, it. Patriots are making the playoffs. Sorry, uh, Pittsburgh minus five and a half versus the Seattle Seahawks. That did not did happen. not happen. Sorry, Geno Smith bit mutt in the ass. And then over fifty four. Just like we and all half, predicted. Yeah, right. Over fifty four and a half Casey Washington. That game did not go over. That finished at forty four points, actually. Uh Mutt unfortunately just got unlucky. Washington's offense did nothing. Antonio Kansas Gibson City got hurt. kept turning it over. Thirty one to thirteen, by the way. This is one of those games where like that makes it look like it was it was a lot less of a competition than it was. And it was mostly because Patrick Mahomes' receivers kept hand kept the ball kept going off their hands and handing it was the Trayvon Diggs special. Well he's not even that. Did you there. see the other interception he threw? While he's getting sacked, he just kind of like lobs this little moonshot right to a Washington defender. There was nobody else even close. It's like what he, people are finally you starting tried to, to tell come. us. You tried to tell us I, Mahomes was bad, and I now we're all seeing you it. Years ago, <laughs> years ago, I didn't say he was bad. I just said he's way less good than people give him credit for. He's not Superman. He's just a quarterback. Is he athletic? Yes. Is he talented? Yes. But he's not JC on cleats. Because you want to know why he was so good? Because that Chiefs team was so good. Call him JC on cleats. Yeah, Jesus Christ on Jesus cleats. Jesus Christ on cleats. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Just clarifying that for the audience. Yeah, no problem. Now the Chiefs roster isn't as good as it was the last couple years. And look what happens. Look what happens when he doesn't have a great offensive line. Look what happens when his defense is one of the worst in football. I mean, it's still not good. It's not as bad as it was in the playoff run last year. No, it's it's middle of the pack, though. It's what? Probably in that... 13 to 18 range, something like that. Yeah, I, I, think, I think they'll be the fine run. to make the playoffs. Yeah, they're going to make – they're the Chiefs. They're going to yeah. make the playoffs. But 
they're probably going to be if, a wild card like, is, team. His, is his career heading on like a Russell Wilson trajectory right now? Uh, second second year in the league wins the Super Bowl. Be. Year following I, following year loses the Super Bowl. Team I gets said, crappy around him after he gets the big extension. My comp for him was Aaron Rodgers in that he would win a Super Bowl early and then he would statistically dominate, but not make a lot of noise in the playoffs and in Super Bowls and stuff going forward. Like Rodgers hasn't been back to the Super Bowl since he won, and I I, I wouldn't be I w- I wouldn't hesitate to say that something similar would happen to Patrick Mahomes. I mean, just think of the competition he's going to have. It's like Brady only ever really had Manning. I get, like, Roethlisberger was never a threat. Rivers was never a real threat. Mahomes is about to, for the rest of his career, he's going to be playing twice, maybe three times a year against Justin Herbert. Probably once or twice against Josh Allen. Once or twice against Lamar. Once or or twice against Joe Burrow. Mac Jones. All right, relax. (laughs) But, I mean, like, regardless, there's just, there's, the AFC is Effing loaded right now, and if Rodgers does leave Green Bay and come to the AFC, Denver. that's even more competition. Denver uh, go Rodgers, Herbert, Mahomes, and I mean uh, the Raiders Carr. are even playing good football right now. If Derek Carr continues to play good at this level, and the Raiders get better, I mean Max Crosby has been otherworldly this year. Like if that team continues to get better, that's even more competition. That's in his division, so I, you, people need to relax a little bit with the the Mahomes stuff. That's all all right, we'll wrap it up here. We'll be back with Mutt on Thursday. Uh, pay attention to other parts of this station, please, for coverage of the ALC ass as yes. well. Mutt on the pregame. I heard him in the car last night. He has been uh, he's been crushing it. So we'll be back with Mutt for our week. What are we in now? Seven. Oh week God, seven, we're baby. getting there. It's week moving seven along. Picks. It's moving along. Week seven picks coming up for you on Thursday. Shime, say bye. 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 Lights again, baby. Extra bad, I want you to see this. We should get a live studio audience to break into Mr. Brightside. <clears throat> I'm Mr. Brightside. <laughs> oh, so I sent to Honey last night a photo of my oh, uh, killer's okay. drumstick that I that Woo! I caught at a show. Okay. I almost caught another one Monday night at the uh, the state champs at. Uh, Big Night Live, literally went right over my head. I jumped so high, and they, it just <laughs> did not. It was not going to happen. I also had a, I had a, I had a guitar pick go right off the palm of my hand. Ooh, that's a tough yeah. one. Yeah, this. Oh, so this dude. There was a dad there with like possibly a three or four year old in the really? crowd, and he had the kid on his shoulders, and he went into the mosh pit with his child Jesus. on his shoulder, and everyone like the security came right down, and they were like, "Look, dude, we like, can't do this." No. <laughs> like, be and then a he like stopped and he, and he like took the kid down. He's like, you can't even have him on your shoulders. Like, so he was holding him like this. And like, the kid was old enough to stand on his own, but he's on the fucking floor, so he's not yeah. going to do that. And then like, the mosh people just started dancing around the kid. <laughs> oh, God. It was interesting. Last night, one of the openers, I saw a few of the openers last night at a separate venue. And we could see the first band that played called Bearings is Canadian. We could see them up in the green room playing NHL during one of the other band sets. That's amazing. Because they said they were Canadian. I was like, oh, it's interesting that they're not bringing up where from Canada they're from because they're from fucking Toronto and they're playing a show in Boston. And we would have lit them up (laughs) if they said that they were Maple Leafs fans. All right. Anyway, coming at you in three, two, one.